Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast today. We pay our respect to the elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Welcome to Freedom of Species, where a show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves of 3CR Community Radio. I should mention as well, our introductory song is Animal Liberation by Los Fastidios, um, a great one, I think. Um, and yeah, you heard a replay of Sally's show, Out of the Pan, um, and Sally is on a break until the 25th of February, so good time to catch up on Out of the Pan episodes. You can check them out at 3cr.org.au forward slash Out of the Pan, and really encourage all of our listeners who are just listening to our podcasts of our show to check out other shows on 3CR uh, via 3cr.org.au and via 855am if you happen to have a radio on the show today, we're going to be doing a vegan version of the foodie podcast Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. And to discuss this, um, or to do it, do our menus, I'm joined by Hayden. Welcome back, Hayden. Hi, thanks and, for having me. And Lottie as well. Welcome, Lottie. Hi, nice to be back. And so we, we the three of us did a show along these lines back in uh, well, late last lateish last year, and yeah, we did Hayden and Lottie's menus, and today we're going to do my menu. Um, yeah, I guess we should start off with a bit about that podcast. I mean, Lottie, you're the one who told me about it. Anything you want to say about? Uh, yeah, I guess the podcast or what we're doing today, etc. Yeah, so, well, James Acaster is one of my favourite comedians. I really like his special, stand-up specials, um, and, yeah, I so he has this podcast where they bring on guests to discuss their favourite starter, main course, side dish, drink, dessert. Not in that order. Is that it? Is <laughs> That's that all it, of them? Yeah. yeah, I got them. I mean, and uh, also water. And water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they, like, James and Ed are really into really into food um and so they love talking about food uh but it's yeah they bring on uh i guess like comedians also like musicians actors things like that but um yeah i guess it's like especially the ones where the comedians come on i really enjoy i've noticed that uh usually when i finish listening to an episode i'll be like oh that was really good because it was really funny um and then if you listen to it hayden you'll say like oh their, their menu was really bad, and I'll be like, I don't even remember their menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the time the focus isn't really on the menu. The menu is just kind of like a, a, a side dish to yeah. um, the conversation they're having. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that is often the case for a lot of comedy podcasts. Of You definitely don't need a theme. It could just be like, here's this comedian talking about stuff, but it's like it could just sort of gives them like that sort of the, the, the sort of the not justification, but it's like, okay, here's a topic, but it's like they're just funny people. So yeah. whatever they'd be talking about, it'd be quite funny. And yeah. I, I really like both James Acaster and Ed Gamble and many of the guests they have on as well. Um, this podcast was actually my number one podcast on Spotify wrapped this last year, sorry, 2023. Um, and I know you're a big fan too, Lottie. Do you listen much, Hayden? Yeah, it was also mm. my number one uh, podcast on oh, Spotify wrapped for last year. So, there you, you know, go. we're carrying it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess to bring in the, the vegan angle, um, the they neither of the hosts are vegan. They seem pretty supportive of veganism when they have a vegan guest come in. But... Um, I guess as a vegan, it definitely hasn't ruined the podcast for me. Again, it still was my number one podcast, but it does sort of slightly reduce my enjoyment of the show, sort of talking about eating animals. And the very first episode I listened to, Lottie sent me a bunch to kind of get started. And I really enjoyed the show, but they were talking about eating tongues was the very first oh. episode you sent me. And, and there's definitely, <laughs> there's nothing 
like ethically worse about eating tongues than eating any any other body part or secretion of animal. Like it's not actually worse, but it just there was something about that that just kind of it was more direct that this was an animal and this was an animal part, and and so that was kind of a um, yeah, just like just like slightly jarring. And so there is a, a bit a bit of that um, occasionally listening to the show. Um, yeah, I guess Hayden, how, how do you feel as a vegan listening to the show, a foodie podcast where it's not necessarily vegan food being discussed? Yeah, I feel like it's... Well, I think because it's mainly a comedy podcast, it's like, yeah, not that big of a focus. But yeah, I feel like sometimes you do encounter things where they, they're like talking about like tongue or an episode I was recently listening to, they were talking about eating brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those kinds of things, especially for me, I get very kind of squeamish about. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like, yeah, as you mentioned, I guess those animal parts are talked about less euphemistically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when someone says steak, it's easy to kind of like have a disconnect. Whereas when you say tongue, it's like, well, that's, that's literally a tongue that was cut out of a <laughs> mouth. Um, but yeah, I think generally speaking, I feel like most of the menus are pretty diverse and it doesn't really... I don't even really focus on the fact that it's not vegan. I think there are a few people who their their menu is like, I want steak and sides for a steak. And you're like, oh, that's that's really boring and what a, what a bad menu. But <laughs> besides that, I think uh, listening in, it, it doesn't really bother me that much about the typically non-vegan menus because I feel like usually it's still not... The focus, the focus isn't meat, at least on a lot of episodes that I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is something to be said to that of not constantly being outraged whenever somebody says they're eating animal products because I just kind of assume that. And then if I do hear someone's vegan, it's like, oh, great. But I kind of I go in assuming that otherwise you'd just be constantly outraged every time you listen to something, every time you meet someone new or whatever. Uh, what, what about you, Lottie? Yeah, kind of similar things to what you've both said. Um, I think what I've maybe noticed is, um, Nick, what you just said about like when they have a vegan guest on, they seem like largely supportive of it. But I think on the flip side, if they have a a non-vegan guest on, they're very happy to go like into the details of like, um, yeah, I guess the process of, animals being killed for um for them to eat um and i think they're pretty they'll maybe like occasionally make a comment like oh you don't want to think too hard about that kind of thing but i think they're um i think there's a mindset that certain people have where like they'll put if they're a foodie they'll put food and their enjoyment of food above all else and so like when these kind of ideas of veganism or thinking about the ethics of of their of the food that they're eating come up um they're like they're not really willing to put that above like their kind of identity and experience being a foodie and wanting to try everything basically yeah absolutely and i think that is sort of in a way, why we're doing this episode, I recently, um, someone was saying to me like, oh, I was vegan during the lockdown, but I'm a real foodie. And now that there's restaurants, I want to eat out. And I'm like, for me, veganism makes me more of a foodie, not less. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess sort of like celebrating vegan food, um, I guess for me, it's about animals. So even if it was a life of deprivation, I'd be happy to live that life of mm. deprivation because it's not about the privileged group. It's the group that's being oppressed. So yeah, I think that is number one most important. But I do think, I guess, in terms of like celebrating veganism and the fact that if you are a foodie, then you can go out and eat nice food and, and enjoy things is definitely makes it... Um, much more of a a better sell, I guess, when we're encouraging people to go vegan for animal reasons. Um, yeah, I, I guess, Hayden, anything you want to say about, I guess, like sort of setting up the show a little bit in terms of what we're trying to do today? Well, I, I guess just onto that point, I think, like talking about the off-menu podcast, one thing I do like about it, like I said, that a lot of menus aren't really meat-centric. Like I don't like when people are like, oh, I'm going to have steak because I'm like, oh, that's that's really boring. But I do think it's actually, like, kind of inspiring. You hear, like, their menus and you're like, oh, that food sounds really good. I really like to, like, try a vegan version of that. And, like, then you can, like, look up, see whether there's, like, a place in Melbourne you can get it or if you're anywhere else traveling maybe. Or you can be like, oh, how would I make that? And so I feel like it's kind of inspiring and giving you good ideas for foods you can try and veganize yourself or try and find vegan versions of. And it helps, like, broaden your food horizons a bit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. A- anything you want to say about that, Lottie, about sort of setting up the show for today? 
I guess, um, like, in that we'll just be talking about foods that we like, but um, <laughs> underlying that is politics, I guess, yeah. 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 Oh, I guess just another observation is that, yeah, um, I suppose they, like James and Ed, they are the kind of foodies that they will try everything and so they do eat a lot of meat, but I think they also really, like, accept that vegetables can be really delicious too, so they're not going to turn their nose up at something that, Hap is like incidentally vegan, um, if or even intentionally vegan, if it sounds really good. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think one final point on that I'll make, and um, I think perhaps we may have said this or something similar last time, but I guess the the idea of prefiguration of like imagining the world you want to see, but doing as much as you can within the current society to live that way. Now, I think that idea of like wanting a world where animals aren't used and slaughtered and confined and all these kinds of things of like living that way now and kind of, um, yeah, celebrating all the ways we can do that with, with great, um, with great vegan food as well. I guess while we're talking about being a foodie or not a foodie or whatever, you definitely don't have to be a foodie to be a vegan. Like it's for me, it's sort of in a way like neutral in terms of like, yeah, there's vegans, uh, you know, care a lot about food and don't care at all about food. But um, yeah, maybe starting off with Hayden, I guess the extent to which you are a foodie or not and how or if that changed when you became vegan. Yeah, I think I definitely am. I spend, <laughs> I spend this is like you know these are these are good episodes for me to be a guest on because I spend probably like ninety percent of my time thinking about food. Um, yeah, I well I, I've been a lifelong vegetarian and I never really used eggs or like dairy in my cooking. So I think in terms of uh, my relationship with food, in terms of making things myself, it hasn't changed at all since being vegan um i guess the biggest things is like going for vegan ice cream or like vegan pizza were the the kind of the main things like pizza and ice cream were probably the main things that i would have which weren't vegan even when i was vegetarian so i think i've never really felt limited by being vegetarian or vegan in terms of what i can eat um i guess on that point i i have heard of and know a lot of people who feel like kind of going vegan or vegetarian has expanded their food horizons because they kind of then need to be like, oh, I can't just like do some like chicken breast and a salad. They need to kind of learn how to cook different things and get exposed to different foods and flavors. So I think it's actually kind of cool because like being a vegan, sometimes you have to kind of, if you're a foodie, search out foods more and you end up being exposed to more things that you otherwise wouldn't have because you kind of, I guess, um, have to be more creative with how you approach things. Absolutely. Yeah. What What about you, Lottie? Yeah, I would say I'm definitely much less of a foodie than Hayden and probably, yeah, a lot of other vegans. And it does make me a little bit worried that Hayden might think my menu is a bit meat and potatoes, <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, I mean, yeah. I think all food is good food, so, you know. Yeah. I th- like, for me, I guess, like, just in my day-to-day life, I think the focus is eating food that I find, like, satisfying and nourishing. Um, and so I'm probably, like, I'm not so adventurous when it comes to looking up new recipes. I think I've always been pretty like, like since being an adult anyway, like not very fussy. So open to trying new things. Um, but I don't have like a super comprehensive knowledge of different cuisines of the world. And if I had tried something really great, I'm probably more likely to just like forget what it's called or forget what kind of constituted that kind of dish. Um, whereas yeah, like traveling with Hayden is like really fun because you're a lot better at like looking up like the specific cuisines of the place and um, like seeking out like yeah cute restaurants in the neighborhood and things like that. So yeah, it's annoying though when you go to a neighborhood that doesn't have any cute restaurants. I know it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no cute restaurants. <laughs> but yeah, I do remember going to Paris many years ago with uh, my partner Katie, who's, who's vegan as well, and people who were not vegan, and like they happened to eat 
right across like every meal just about at the restaurant right across from our hotel and that, like i that's definitely not inherent to not being vegan like i'm sure like uh james and ed would be traveling around and checking out different restaurants but i guess for us because we inverted commas like had to go out and try vegan places we were going out different places um yeah trying things eating at all different restaurants seeing different neighborhoods and that kind of thing so in a way like because there might not be something depending on the city um yeah there might not be something on your door set that is is fully vegan or, or has clearly marked vegan options although the vegan options is definitely changing probably if you are a lazy vegan you probably can find a place at least pretty close to your hotel nowadays if you're in a big city um but yeah i think like there is that part of it almost like having to travel but that actually being a positive part of the trip and and seeing different neighborhoods and with cute restaurants and all that kind of stuff and yeah and trying different foods and actually i guess for me it isn't just about like oh can i find vegan food it's like one wanting to support all the vegan the all vegan places for ethical reasons but also like wanting to try the best place in that city not just like finding somewhere i can get vegan food so there there is that i feel like before i was vegan i wasn't much of a foodie at all i like i had foods that i liked more than others but if i was traveling like the food would be incidental i'd like travel and incidentally i'd have to eat at various stages whereas now me and my partner katie when we travel we look on happy cow which is like a website and an app um and we try and stay in a hotel with lots of the green little flags where the vegan Mm -hmm. restaurants and try and stay somewhere around that and yeah checking out the places and so yeah we we incidentally see sites and stuff but it's very much centered around the food now so yeah much more of a foodie i I do think on a day-to-day level not not a huge foodie i'm often similar lotties thinking about like what food is going to give me good energy to do the things i want to do um so yeah not not a massive foodie but yeah definitely i'd say particularly when i'm traveling it is a matter of yeah wanting to find Find that the best the best vegan places in that um, in that city. So I think that's probably about all I wanted to say to, to set things up. Anything either of you want to add before we get into the actual menus? Yeah, no. Yep. All right. So we're gonna play a song which is actually one we've played before, but not for a few years, and I think it's super relevant. So this is Meat Free Youth by Shoreline and Nervous, and there's a lyric there, there are different ways for you to maintain every favourite menu, which I thought was really relevant to what we've been discussing. I have to improvise to show you that you are wrong You think there's time
Creating space for women and gender diverse people to thrive, the Queen Victoria Women's Centre is now taking applications for their inaugural feminist historian in residence. Over 12 months, revisit their historical records to uncover fresh stories and perspectives. The centre encourages proposals that challenge their history from an intersectional viewpoint and grapple with the complexities of colonisation. To apply, head to qvwc.org.au, closing Friday, February 16th. Queen Victoria Women's Centre is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back to Freedom of Species on 3CR Community Radio. Today we're talking about our dream vegan menu. To lead into that, we heard the song Meat Free Youth by Shoreline and Nervous. Um, Really relevant song and I also like that they challenge not just factory farming, which is quite common, but also talking about some of the more inherent problems with, um, yeah, even free range and, and those kind of things. So it's really great to see a band that really, really gets that animal rights message um yeah let's go over to my menu do you want yeah yeah yeah, all right (laughs) well to start things off nick Mm -hmm. do you want still or sparkling water well, yeah, I, I was thinking, so still, obviously, but I guess to give to, to uh, elaborate on obviously. that a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to think if I actually know what star, if I've ever drank sparkling water. I, I think I have, but I'm like, is that tonic water or is that something different? It's No, tonic water Tonic water is fa- flavoured with quinine. Oh, okay. So tonic, tonic water is like a, a flavoured kind of beverage that can be like carbonated or not. Okay. Sparkling right. water is just wa- like plain water, but with bubbles. Well, it's it's because it could be mineral water, which has sure. has a different taste. Okay, sure. So like okay. San Pellegrino or something like that. Okay, yeah. But it could just yeah. be soda water as well. Yeah, I, I I may not have ever had sparkling water. Wow. I, I've, I, as a kid, occasionally my parents would have tonic water in the fridge for like to mix with an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And I'd go, oh, yum, lemonade in the fridge and drink it. And it didn't taste so good. So I know I don't like tonic water. And then I remember once being at a pub and them having like water free to drink. And I wasn't expecting it to be like bubbly or whatever, and it was, and I thought it tasted disgusting. So I would that would have been more likely sparkling that would than have tonic. Been sparkling water, yeah, yeah, no, no, didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does yeah. taste <laughs> different than water. Like cause yeah. usually, usually like a mineral water has has a flavor to it. So it's it's not what you expect when you're going for a refreshing sip of water and you get get that. No, no. And if I if I want it bubbly, I'd rather just have like a soft drink or a ginger beer or something like that. So yeah, definitely still water. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Any additions or just a cold, like ice? Are you asking for tap water? Yeah, or, tap uh, water. Or... Um, yeah, tap water's fine. Um, I'll have uh, mint and ice. Okay, yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Papa Dom's or bread, Nick? <laughs> Papa Dom's or bread? Um, I'll go bread. Um, let me think. Um, I had this somewhere. Um, so, yeah, bread, I will go... Um, cheesy garlic bread. Oh, cheesy garlic bread. If um, I do remember, and this was back a long time ago, this is before Dyer cheese was in Australia. And I'm, I'm not even a huge fan of, like, cheese particularly, but um, at this time it was, like, it was way ahead. And so we were in Canada and the US, but Canada was where we had it first. And, yeah, they had some, yeah, cheesy garlic bread, which was was really good so yeah mm-hmm. garlic bread with dyer i felt like once the dyer sort of came in like once it would kind of take over but it hasn't really it's around i don't but... know if i've heard of dyer oh really cheese. yeah i know of it yeah but like is it in the supermarket no or? not in the supermarket okay. so maybe that's why it hasn't taken off but yeah. um yeah i used to get it at um and I, we should say as well none of these are paid advertisements <laughs> but we will incidentally mention products and restaurants and stuff but um at uh, Pran Convenience and that kind of thing, that they, they had it. I used to get it from there, but um, yeah, I think it's really good vegan cheese. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's very popular in the US. Yeah, but yeah, I don't really hear about it a lot in Australia. No, I'm surprised because again, it, it wasn't even around then. And but like back when, and I'm trying to think just when this is probably around 2010 or something like that. But like at the vegan restaurants, they'd specifically say like we serve dyer cheese, not just like mm. vegan cheese or whatever. It was like a big mm. thing. And then I was like, as soon as this comes to Australia, yeah, every vegan restaurant will be serving it's dyer cheese. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but well, um, yeah, it's weird because I feel like now Miyoko's is the really supposed to be the best one in the US, but I don't think you can get that in Australia or very easily either. Yeah, that's right. And I did. Um, 
I was watching You Are What You Can Eat. You Are What You Eat. Did yeah, I, did I, yeah, yeah, I watched and, that. And yeah, I heard about it through that too. And see, I, I'm not a really big fan of that sort of fancy cheese. I all like cheese on pizza or whatever. But I, yeah, it looked kind of fancy as cheese my partner Katie's into. I was like, oh, you should check out this cheese. But it did look sort of really sort of gourmet kind of cheese. Yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to be the most similar to non-vegan cheese. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so is your your garlic bread is that like a Domino's style garlic bread with cheese or? Um, I'm trying to think Domino's style, but yeah, yeah, pretty pretty basic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd probably be fine. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I had a an ex who uh, we one time she lived above a Domino's. And Domino's garlic bread is vegan, which is, uh, you know, oh, okay. hot tip for all of you. Yeah, so I don't think I've had Domino's garlic bread. Okay, so it's actually but... really good. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it is vegan. Yeah. Um, but so we were going to get some garlic bread because I was like, oh, I want some Domino's garlic bread. And then she was like, oh, I want to get the cheesy garlic bread. And she was lactose intolerant. <laughs> she uh, got the cheesy garlic bread, ate it, didn't take a lactose, and then was horribly ill for about 24 hours from her Domino's cheesy garlic bread and didn't eat cheese again for like two months after that. So, Jeez, wow, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe people do that, like eat dairy when they're lactose intolerant. I imagine it happens less now, now that like plant milks are more popular and stuff like that, of people just dealing with I the think consequences. A surprising amount still deal with the consequences despite the like the widespread vegan alternatives yeah yeah or, or even drink like i was see saw a bus ad the other day for like a2 lactose free milk yeah which, i have seen that yeah 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 i've seen that in the supermarkets yeah if yeah. you've ever drunk lactose free milk it is the most foul tasting thing on the planet okay yeah, yeah it's yeah. terrible so it's weird that people don't just be like oh i'll have soy milk yeah, and all the 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 you are what you eat documentary went through this, and I have heard this before as well. But something that's mildly addictive in cheese because for the for like the mother cow to encourage them to drink it, it's like something there's like um, within the and this must be in milk in general. But it seems to I've always heard it spoken specifically about cheese, but there's like something in there that it gives like positive feelings of being yeah, nurtured or something the like casein that. Casein proteins activate dopamine receptors i think in the brain yeah which yes. yeah to help mother child bonding yes which makes like because people are always like oh it's always like oh i, I want to go vegan but and it's it's often cheese and it's like why is this and so yeah it seems like it is like mildly addictive or at least it's like there's some sort of positive that people get out of it beyond just purely the taste i guess which mm. can partly explain that i guess yeah yeah <laughs> partly explain making yourself horribly sick <laughs> yeah yeah not fully though but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so what about your dream starter dream starter i had somewhere so yeah i guess this one i love um yeah uh, chips but um yeah i guess throughout the lockdowns in particular before as well but um at red sparrow which is down the road from here um we'd all often get either chips or waffle fries and we'd always get one or the other and then the first time we i think it was out of lockdown we were eating there in person it was like we're actually going to get both of them. And so oh my God. Ha- ha- have, have, having, having them both at once, I could actually compare which one I like. And I decided I like the waffle fries even more than I like the normal chips. Wow. So, wow. yeah, I, I will go waffle fries from Red Sparrow. And also in terms of, I guess, more like the setting of the restaurant, I want the waiter at Red Sparrow who always says chippies. Oh, yeah. Rather than chips. Of course. That would add to my amusement of the meal. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure and- that waiter's probably listening in now and is probably being like, oh, my God, I made it onto the menu. <laughs> I've been <laughs> noticed. <laughs> All these years calling them Validation for my choices. Yeah. So, and just, I've had those waffle fries, but remind me, they have like a bit of flavoring, not just salt. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of- I guess it's a fairly similar flavoring to the chips, I think. Yeah. Like is it like a paprika? paprika? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And there's also barbecue sauce as well barbecue yeah, sauce yeah, yeah, yeah very good yeah nice yeah, nice choice yeah, yeah yeah i feel like waffle fries are definitely the best fries mm-hmm. mm. sure. yeah yeah and that they also if you are getting delivery they do last better than chips as well i feel like they maintain their heat a bit oh, better okay. yeah yeah mm. all right so what about your dream main course main course so there are some noodles i found in 
I was going to say KL, but I should say Kuala Lumpur because I remember being in the UK one time and talking to a couple and like, where have you been? And I was like, KL. And they're like, you Australians abbreviate everything we know we're talking about. <laughs> so Kuala Lumpur in M- Malaysia. So for anyone who's been to, um, yeah, I-, I guess, yeah, Malaysia would probably be pretty similar in Indonesia where it's like, you have a place on Happy Cow, but in terms of exactly where that is, it might not be quite as clear as in Australia, right? Like, you know, it's somewhere yeah. around, it's in that market, it's somewhere around that street. And so, yeah, basically there was a place um, we were trying to find in Malaysia, like a vegan place. And, I, and this was a long time ago. I still can't, can't quite remember um, if it, we eventually found the place or we gave up on finding a place after walking around forever. And then we're like, oh, this place will do and found it. But either way, these were the crispiest noodles I've ever had. So wow. crisp, crispy noodles. Um, and I did want to say occasionally I've had like I've been ordered crispy noodles and they give you those little fried little bits of matter. Um, they're like yellow. Often like if you're ordering Chinese as a kid, they chuck them in for free. Do you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about there? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're they're, they're like when you off. get a crispy noodle dish, but like smaller versions, they might put it in a bag kind of like popcorn i guess a bit of matter they're like very 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 thin kind of yeah yeah i feel like they're kind of like the deluxe version of the little bits left in your like two minute noodle packet after you've taken the bulk of the two minute noodles out okay right (laughs) yeah yeah um but anyway that like that to me is not crispy noodles. That's just a bit of extra matter. But like I've I've occasionally gone and ordered crispy noodles, and that's them. But these were like proper noodles, mm. but yeah, super super crispy. Okay, were yeah. they like were they thick noodles? Were they kind of thicker than like two minute noodles, for example? Thicker than two minute noodles, like but udon noodles. Yeah, maybe not even quite that thick as udon, yeah. but yeah. Um, they weren't super thick. I feel like the 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 yeah, like the consistency is fairly normal, but just in terms of also the size of them. But yeah, yeah the, the crispiness, I'm all about the Christmas, Father okay. Christmas. So, so yeah. wait, what, what was on these noodles? So did you just get plain, unseasoned, <laughs> no, crispy noodles? And you're like, oh, this was my, my best meal ever. There, was... there was definitely other stuff in them, but I honestly can't remember what was in them. But I just remember them being really crispy. I don't know right. if they like deep fried them or I'm not sure, okay. but I've never had noodles that crispy. But so for your dream menu, even if yeah. it's not, doesn't need to be the exact dish you had. Mm-hmm. It features these crispy noodles. Mm-hmm. In your dream dish, what would be with or on the noodles? Yeah, I, 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 I honestly think for me it'd be all about the noodles. I'd say, I guess, probably just like tofu and veggies, which is very, yeah. very boring. But um, Any kind of sauce, yeah. like sachet um, or like a soy sauce or chili sauce? Yeah, satay generally, but yeah, nice. um, any but something that didn't detract too much from yeah. the crispiness <laughs> yeah. of the noodles. Okay. <laughs> Focuses on the noodles. So right. when, when yeah. you ate these in Malaysia, did they have like a gravy or something that was like they were sitting and then softening them up as you ate? Or no, no, they yeah. remain crispy. I they think we took crispy, them back right? to the hotel and they were just yeah, wow. so crispy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I have no idea what the place was called. So maybe they didn't that. have anything on the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, whole thing. Is they just right. sell crispy noodles? Yeah, just like eating them like kind of like a big kind of sandwich kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I, you didn't even go to a restaurant. You just went to a noodle store, bought some uncooked noodles. These are amazing. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, and what would you like as your side dish alongside that? Side dish. I, I guess I, I did want to go in a little bit about the setting of the restaurant, oh, yeah, if I of may. Course. Go um, ahead. Yeah. So the setting is Nom Noms in Singapore. Yeah. Which okay. um, <laughs> and so And the person from Red Sparrow who says Chippies is working at Nom Nom. That's Singapore. right. Yes, yeah. yes. But also Nom Nom, which I also like, you you do everything yourself, right? Like so you fill in your menu and then you bring it up, which I like. Like there's not someone waiting on you every moment. Right? Oh, Does was that, that not was that what it was like when we went? They have I like little pencils j- and you gotta rub out the last hours. It was just a QR phone. code, yeah. yeah. Oh QR code. So we, yeah. we didn't yeah. experience that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But also for context uh, for people listening, so Num Nums is uh kind of on what, like the fourth floor overlooking Clark Key in Singapore. So it's mm-hmm. like got views of the river through Singapore 
and there's uh, like an amusement park right across the road. That Nick yeah, really it's not likes. A really. It's just really one amusement, like along the <laughs> river. But um, yeah, so they've got a slingshot which slings you into the air, and then they've got like this big ball that drops. And yeah. so while I'm eating, I want these constantly going off. It's big, yeah. I, I like the ball drop even more than I like the slingshot. So I think I, particularly that that ball dropping that that's like happening all the time for my yeah. amusement. Um, Would you like Mr. Nom Noms to be there? Yeah, Mr. Nom Noms is there, but I'm also like, again, we really liked it. So they had menus that you filled out yourself, which, yeah. I, which I kind of liked. And then you just bring it up and then that's it. And then you just pay. Like there's no, they're yeah. not waiting on you kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so we're just filling out the menus. Mr. Nom Noms is there, but also because no one's serving us, I guess in that case, the maybe the, the chippies person can take our menu office and say, okay, the chippies then you've yep. ordered. Yep, yep. So I guess that, yep. that works. So do you like yep. the the minimal interaction with people? Is that what's appealing to you about that kind of system? It's not not so much that, although that also works, but it, it's more about, um, I'm not sure if either you know the history of restaurants, but uh, at least I, I saw an Adam <laughs> Ruins Everything um, episode where apparently the history of restaurants is like, I think maybe the monarchy ended or something like that, but they had all these servants left over who are used to serving like King and queens and stuff mm-hmm. like that and they were like oh we'll be like servants for you and like he was saying well there's nothing wrong with restaurants but don't treat them like you're a king or a queen or whatever and i feel like sometimes at a restaurant particularly fancier restaurants it's like you kind of get that thing of they have to kind of wait on you and yep. constantly fill up your water and that kind of thing i, I really like um berlin a lot a lot of the restaurants there where you basically you just went up to the counter ordered and then i think they like rang a bell and then just put your food there and you got it as well mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a bit, yeah, less sort of being like really sort of like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah. yeah when okay. they when it kind of almost feels like they're below you or something like that, yeah. or they're being treated as yeah. they're below you or something like that. Yeah. It's nice uh, to know that your the staff in the restaurant are going to get a living wage regardless of your decisions of tipping them or Yeah, and they don't like feel that. pressure like that they have to really like be a servant for you yeah that's right like i've got no problem with going to a restaurant and go oh here's stuff like i can't cook and i'll eat this and someone enjoys cooking but i just feel like that whole other side of it like i don't get anything out of and again i actually don't like it (laughs) stuff like when they like fold your napkin for you when you get up to go to the bathroom when you come back they like come and put it over your lap again (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah that's right um and i i guess speaking of that um you are what you eat um, documentary, um, there was a really super fancy restaurant that had all these, what is it, oh, the, yeah. the stars and, like, yeah, best restaurant in the yeah. world. And I was like, I- I'm glad that they've gone fully vegan and that's great, but I'd have no interest at all in eating there. It's mm-hmm. like a place where it's, like, 300 and something dollars for, like, a little piece of asparagus or something <laughs> like that. Well, like, like 300 and something dollars for their degustation. So yeah, it's, like, yeah. 15 courses or something. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I'm just, like... And it's not even the cost. Like even if it was for free, I just, I just not my scene. So, yeah, yeah, much prefer um, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm just going to interject. Oh, yep, you yep. just reminded me here because uh, I went one time. So my family was having dinner out at a fancy restaurant, one where they do like constantly refill your water and stuff. And we went. With, it was my older brother's birthday, and so one of his friends came along, and he'd never been to a restaurant like that where people just fill your water for you. Mm-hmm. And he was such a lovely guy. He was so polite, and he felt like he had to drink the water because they'd filled it up. And he was like, oh, "I'll be really rude if I don't drink the water." <laughs> and so every time they filled it up, he would just like down the water, and then they would come and fill it up again. Yeah. So yeah. over like the two hours we're at the restaurant, he probably drank like thirty glasses of water, <laughs> and he was just like up and down going to the bathroom constantly. <laughs> at least they weren't alcoholic drinks, and he would have any more trouble. But- but, uh, yeah, I did want to say as well, even though it's Singapore at this restaurant, uh, my dog Moo there is with us as well. Um, and also they've got couches in the restaurants rather than chairs, so more dog friendly. So in this world, we're no longer breeding dogs, buying them from pet shops, that kind of thing. But the dogs are already here, rescue dogs, etc. cetera. Um, we've, we've made the, the city, we've made the design more um, better for them. So yeah, there's, there's restaurants, there's, sorry, there's couches in the restaurants. Um, and also... Moo can walk on the table and stuff like that. <laughs> no, nobody cares. Um, I, I do a colleague of mine who does research around, um, yeah, sort of companion animals, pets, and sort of relationships and with humans and those kind of things. As uh, Zoe Sutton has said that 
you know, we can kind of make things as, as good as possible in our own home. But as soon as we go outside or other people come in, it's all of a sudden, oh, that, that dog can't do that and they can't do that. So it's like really hard to kind of, um, yeah, let companion animals do the things they want to do and that kind of thing. So yeah, that's a, um, yeah, it's, so it's nom noms, but with a slightly different, um, slightly different dog nom noms, but not as you know it. Yes, that's right. Not that Nom Noms did anything anti, but I'm just saying the society is very different in this yeah. uh, in this uh, thing. We we better go to a, a song, um, or actually not a song. We're going to do some comedy. So yeah, we've mentioned James Acaster throughout, um, host of Off Menu Podcast, which is the show that um, yeah we're doing a vegan version of today. So yeah, this is um, yeah a bit he has all about the British Empire. A long time ago. But not long enough ago, and it's not still very relevant. <laughs> Everyone in Britain got in a big old boat, and we set sail, and we robbed... And this will sound far-fetched. Everyone in the world! <laughs> Do you remember that? What a spree that was. Do you remember the great heist? What a spree. <laughs> and we got all the swag, didn't we? And we took it back to old Blighty, and we hid it... This is the clever part. We hid it in a museum. <laughs> Last place anyone looks. <laughs> now it's the modern day, and all the countries who stole stuff from are asking for that stuff back. But, uh, don't look worried. We're totally saying the blanket, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, a few of you are sitting there. I can see your angry faces. It's like, so what? Fighters, keepers, shut up! And... <laughs> Listen, in your defence, fighters, keepers, shut up has worked very well for us so far. <laughs> Against all those have knocked out of the park, finders keepers shut up. But even you got to admit, right? If someone stole something off you as an individual, it's your favourite thing, and they nicked it, and you knew who nicked it, by the way, for a fact, not a hunch. You know who's stolen it. Everybody knows it's common knowledge. Some people have written books about it. They have definitely nicked it off you. You go to ask for it back, and they're just standing there. They're not even running away. They're twice your size. They ain't scared. They haven't even bothered to hide it. They've done the opposite of hiding it, actually. They've put it in a glass display case. <laughs> it's lit from seven different angles, real clear what it is. There's no dispute it's the same thing that once belonged to you, because there's a plaque next to it. <laughs> it says exactly what it is at the top of the plaque, and then a paragraph underneath about how important it is to you and your culture. <laughs> You'd be forgiven for thinking, mm, I'm pretty sure they haven't got a leg to stand on here. <laughs> Probably going to take this home today. They must have been so confident, all them countries, when they asked for their stuff back, just walking up to Britain, saying to their friends, wait in the car, don't even need you. <laughs> be back in a jiffy, mate. Hey, man, uh, a while ago, a lot of your ancestors stole loads of stuff from my ancestors. Yeah, I'm here to take them home. Let's write this wrong. What do you say? They must have thought the British person at the door was going to go, absolutely, you can have them back. We stole them, after all. But instead, we went, I don't think so. We're still looking at it. Yeah, just looking at it these days. And there's a lot of other people who haven't seen it yet we'd quite like to show it to. So, not right now, selfish. <laughs> Don't sulk about it. Look, no, it's no hard feelings, mate. Hey, you can look at it. Come on in. Have a look. Have a look. Seem familiar? <laughs> Stand behind the rope. <laughs> That's why the British Museum's so busy all the time. No British people ever go in there. It's full of people from abroad looking at their own stuff. <laughs> walking in the corridors, reminiscing about the good old days, then I imagine just openly robbing the gift shop at the end. That is one all, you punks. Would you like to get involved in the decision-making process at 3CR? Nominations are now open in 3CR's Community Radio Federation elections. You can stand as a subscriber representative and have valuable input into the programming and future direction of this diverse, dynamic and radical radio station. Nominations are due by Wednesday the 14th of February at 5pm. For more information, contact the 3CR station manager on 03 9419 8377 or download the nomination form at the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au forward slash people.
Hi, I'm Ahmed from Fridor Primary School, and you're listening to Community Radio on 3CR. Welcome back to Freedom of Species on 3CR Radical Radio. Today we're talking about, um, I guess, my dream vegan menu. Um, and yeah, we'll finish, we'll go through the last few choices. I did say as well, um, I did want to say, uh, in this dream restaurant, I don't get spent from eating too much. Cause if mm. I was eating all this in one go, I, I don't like eating a lot in one go. I don't like all you can eat restaurants or anything like that. So I, yeah, this is a, yeah, you've suspended physics or something yeah. and I am not getting full cause I'd know I'd eat like half of this food, but yeah. All yeah. right. Fair, fair. <laughs> all right. So what would you have as your side dish along with your crispy noodles? So side dish, um, I would like a side of pepperoni pizza um, from... <laughs> a classic side dish. <laughs> is, is, does that count as a side dish? Like small, just Anything one can slice? Be a side can dish. be yeah. whatever. Yeah. I had yeah. two mains as my main and side. Okay, all right, it's allowed. So um, from Roni's in Brooklyn. And it was funny, um, so I went to this place many years ago and then listening to the off-menu podcast... Um, with Jeff Rosenstock, who um, is a favourite musician of mine, and James Acaster's, but um, you mentioned this place. Like I could tell, like he was talking about it as well. Like it's it's a it's kind of a weird place, and he was saying like the the the, the staff seem like they might be stoned or something like that because they'll do really weird things, like just putting on toppings on half the pizza and stuff like that. And I did get the vibe, and they've got like weird puns in the menu and all that kind of stuff. And and he's from Brooklyn, like I remember. Yeah, one one which I remembered, but I, I I must have remembered wrong was like a Kook Wilson pizza, like with cucumbers. But there's no way to have cucumbers on pizza, so I must have been Zook Wilson, but like that kind of stuff. You know, the actor Luke Wilson. No. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One of the Wilson brothers. Yeah. 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 So they had like a Zook Wilson pizza and stuff okay. like that with Zooking and yeah. stuff so like that. So is this place but... fully vegan or? No. So it's not. It's um. It's like vegan options basically. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I've so got. I've got all the vegan mock meats and cheese and stuff like that. But um, yeah. It, it was kind of an amusing place. They had lots of really weird like signs on the walls and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Vegan Roni pizza at Roni's. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And what was the what it's described the the vegan roni it, it was pepperoni. it was very um it was very much like like an authentic new york kind of pizza like mm-hmm. massive slices just like very plain like just the cheese not much topping that kind of thing yep. but it looked and the like the pepperoni was could you tell if it was like soy or seitan or no idea no yeah. no no idea but it looked like I mean, it was, and, and it looked like just like, you know, when I was just walking by like any place in New York and seeing the big slice, it looked very much like that yep. kind of, yeah, typical yep. New York pizza, yeah. And yep. to clarify, for your side dish, are you having a, a slice or a whole pizza? I would say a slice and probably two smaller slices, just a fairly okay. small one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. 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 That's definitely a side then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just, sure. just one small yeah. slice, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. all right. Okay. Um, what's your, your dream drink to have with this meal? My dream drink, um, is a caramel milkshake, um, from VX in the UK. Um, so there's a little, um, sort of junk food restaurant or not restaurant, like little shop and sort of cafe kind of thing in the UK. Um, super kind of junk, junk food kind of place. Um, and it's just funny when you get this because, I guess since I've been vegan, I never really like crave any animal products. Like I used to eat this thing as a non-vegan. I really want to replicate it as a vegan, but sometimes it's just kind of nice when incidentally have something like, wow, that just tastes exactly like I remember. So as a kid, I had lots of um, caramel milkshakes. Like Mm. I remember as a kid, you'd kind of like go in there, get the big glass and they'd give you that silver thing the extra glass yeah, yeah. yeah remember that? <laughs> and like you'd go to like a little cafe and kind of get that and this like this milkshake at vx just tastes exactly the same because it's like it's not the cow's milk giving it flavor it's like the sugar and the caramel flavor or whatever it was, yeah. it was just like i wasn't craving it but it was just like oh wow that just reminds me of the exactly of the the caramel milkshake i had was a kid and it was nice yeah very yeah, nice yeah uh, what city was this in um that was in london yeah. um and i also um more recently went to a vx in bristol as well. Okay, yeah, so there's yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. at least two. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, I don't, I, I guess, I don't know if I've even had a milkshake since I've been vegan. I feel like I don't see it on a lot of menus, vegan milkshakes, even though it's very easy to do. No. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the place is called is called is called uh, Mr. Nice Guys. Does very elaborate vegan uh, milkshakes. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, or out that I way. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. yeah. Um, like very elaborate kind of things. Like yeah, honeycomb and cream and ice cream and stuff like that. Again, it's the kind of thing I, <laughs> if I have that, I could have like no no main at all. Yeah. I could just have a very like have a, like a side for a main or something. But it, not 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 in this case. But yeah, yeah. Um, and when would you like this brought out, like at the start of the meal or do you want it, given that it's a sweet drink, do you want it alongside your dessert or? Um, I want this as a dessert and I also get a dessert. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want, yeah, because yeah, I, I do that sometimes order like a milkshake and then it doesn't quite go with your food. Yep. So yeah, definitely a de- as a dessert after yep. my meal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we'll move as on to yeah. what is your dream dessert? So my dream dessert, first of all, I want to change in setting. So we want to go here. Uh, we want to change from Nom Noms and we want to go to Red Sparrow um, just down the road. Yeah. And I want a drunk do, guy. Do we also want this Red Sparrow to have couches, Moo Moo friendly? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. In this, like, the same the, stuff the, member. I'm only ordering dessert here, but yeah, she can come in and she can be like, oh yeah, yeah but I hope you enjoyed your chippies or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That would help. But also yeah. in this final course, I've got a um, a drunk guy who's ranting about turning pizzas into pasties to put down a mine, yeah. which is an experience I had at Red Sparrow. <laughs> um, that was that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, yeah, and in this one there's, there's more people around who don't get the references I'm saying because then I talk back to the guy and I say lots of references from obscure TV shows and movies and stuff, and the people around them don't get the references I'm saying. And nor does the drunk guy. And I, I freak him out, basically. And but yeah. Neither yeah. do the listeners who are listening to this right now. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Specifically, but- you're asking for a, uh, a locale where you can make everyone feel very socially awkward around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, Except for Moo Moo. Yeah, yeah. Moo yeah, Moo is very, very chill. But uh, I did have that at a, a birthday dinner. And at first, I was like, this is a bit of an annoying thing. And I was like, no, make the most of it. Positive attitude <laughs> yeah. and all that. And, um, and so you, that, that you was. You outweirded the weird guy. I know. He's like, this yeah. guy is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you've been chasing that feeling ever since. <laughs> okay. Again, I didn't know I was looking for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so what's your dessert? dessert? Is that the dessert? <laughs> <laughs> the dessert is grasshopper pie um, mm. from Red Sparrow. So I had this about... I don't know, five or six years ago, they only ever did it once that I know of, or like I only had it once, but I've always tried to get it and it's never been back on the menu. Uh, the waiter described it is, is like it tastes like an aero, an aero chocolate, which mm. what I liked it wasn't necessarily my favorite, but it did. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't really know what grasshopper pie is beyond eating it that once, but it was, yeah, my favorite dessert and I'm always trying to look for it under the specials, but it's never been back, but it was my favorite right. dessert. So ever. what does yeah. it look like? The pie, yeah. Is that like a pizza pie or like a pie pie? <sighs> I'm trying to, it's, oh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think what it even looked like. It looks kind of more like a layered kind of thing. Definitely not at all like a pizza pie. Okay. Not at all like a pizza pie. Not even really like a normal pie either though. So like a yeah. slice of cake. A bit, a bit more like cake, but more, yeah, more kind of like layered or whatever, like a lighter kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a bit like an aero in that respect, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. and so it's like, yeah, just like chocolate flavoured. Your mint, yeah, chocolate very, mint, very, so yeah, very yeah, strongly yeah. on the mint, yeah, very okay. strong mint. But um, yeah, that was that was amazing, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. if anyone yeah. from Red Sparrow Pizza is listening, bring back the grasshopper pie and, and keep that staff member. Man. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring in, bring in the crazy drunk yeah. man, and yeah. keep keep Chippy's person. <laughs> yep, so that's right. As long as you can. Yeah. Um, so um, Hayden will now judge my meal: meat or potatoes, or meat and or potatoes, <laughs> or not. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think uh, you're you're bringing in some teleportations. You're bringing in special edition items that are no longer available at Red Sparrow. I feel like you've gone pretty out there. All right. Um, and we'll approved. just read back your menu to you and okay, make sure. sure you're happy with it. So yep. you wanted still water with ice and mint um, for your start. Sorry, for bread or papadums, you wanted cheesy bread. garlic yeah, bread. Yeah, cheesy garlic bread. Um, mm-hmm. For the starter, you wanted waffle fries from Red Sparrow. Mm-hmm. With barbecue sauce. With barbecue sauce. Just a little bit, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit of barbecue sauce. For your main, you wanted crispy noodles. 
Mm-hmm. It seems like you don't really care what's on them, but possibly <laughs> tofu and veggies. The the big the big thing is they're the crispy noodles you got in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> um, for your side dish, you want a slice of pepperoni pizza from Ronies in Ronies. Brooklyn. Okay, yep. And then your drink is a milkshake, a caramel milkshake from VX in London. VX in London or Bristol. Or we are take Bristol. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you want with your dessert as a second dessert. Mm-hmm. And then for your dessert, you're having the grasshopper pie, which was once and never again. I'm trying to think, was this a Ren- dream or not? I, th- I, think it really, <laughs> I think it really happened though, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm no. pretty happy with that. Sounds, sounds yeah. like a pretty good menu. And I think Hayden, I would enjoy eating that. Hayden approves, so that's that's all good as well. Um, if you want to hear Hayden and Lottie's dream menu, um, there might be less meat potatoes, you can check out the show What's on the Menu at our Dream Vegan Communist Utopia. That was from the 10th of September 2023. Um, so check that out via 3cr.org.au forward slash freedom of species. You can check out all our other shows there as well. Um, tune in for a rotations coming up next if you're listening live um, and we've actually got a counter midsummer show to highlight no cops at pride with music from a local queer musician as well i'm not quite sure of it, like who that artist is yet or anything but we'll find out so stay tuned for that if you're listening in live Um, That's about all we've got time for this week. We are doing our subscriber drive show next week. So really encourage people to subscribe. We'll be talking about more about that next week, one till two. Uh, But you can subscribe in the meantime, 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe to support our show and to support Freedom of Species as well. Uh, the final song we've got is Cows With Guns by Dana Lyons. This is an old song from about 1996. It was always played on ABC Radio. Um, as, a, as a kid, I'd often hear it, but it's all about cows resisting their, their slaughter and oppression, so I thought it was quite a relevant one. Um, thanks for joining me, Hayden and Lottie. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Fat and docile, big and dumb. They look so stupid, they aren't much fun. Cows aren't fun. They eat to grow, grow to die, die to be et at the hamburger fry. Cows well done. Nobody thunk it, nobody knew. No one imagined the great cow guru. Cows are one. He hid in the forest, read books with great zeal. He loved Che Guevara, a revolutionary veal. Cow say tongue. He spoke about justice, but nobody stirred. He felt like an outcast alone in the herd. Cow doll drums. He moved, we must fight, escape, or we'll die. Cows gathered around, cause the stakes were so high. Bad cow pun. But then he was captured, stuffed into a crate, loaded onto a truck where he rode to his fate. Cows are bummed. He was a scrawny calf who looked rather woozy. No one suspected he was packing an Uzi. Cows with guns. They came with a needle to stick in his thigh. He kicked for the groin, he pissed in their eye. Cow well hung Knocked over a tractor And ran for the door Six gallons of gas Flowed out on the floor Run cows run He picked up a bullhorn And jumped up on the hay We are free roving bovines We run free Today We will fight for Bovine freedom And hold our We will run free with the buffalo or die Cows with guns They crashed the gate in a great stampede Tipped over milk truck, torched all the feed Cows have fun Sixty police cars were piled in a heap, covered in cow pies, covered up deep. Much cow dung, 
black smoke rising, darken in the day. Twelve burning McDonald's, have it your way. We will fight for bovine freedom and hold our large heads high. We will run free with the buffalo or die. Cows with guns. The president said, "Enough is enough." These uppity cattle. It's time to get tough. Cow dung flung. The newspapers gloated. Folks sighed with relief. Tomorrow at noon, they would all be ground beef. Cows on buns. The cows were surrounded. They waited and prayed. They mooed their last moos. They chewed their last hay. Cows outgunned. The order was given to turn cows to whoppers, enforced by the might of ten thousand coppers. But on the horizon, surrounding the shoppers, came the deafening roar of chickens in choppers. We will fight for bovine freedom and hold our large heads high. We will run free. The buffalo or die. Cows with guns. Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.